Welcome to the Things We Dig podcast, where we talk about pop culture and bullshit. On today's episode, if pee in your pants is cool, call me Miles Davis. Lakuleli is the place. Damn Gator jumped up, bit my hand off. Barry Lakin. You ain't cool unless you pee your pants. All right, how you doing, and you digs and digettes out there? This is the Things We Dig podcast. Um, as always, I am Alex. Oh, get the shovels out. Prepare to wipe that sweat from your brow. It's Dave. Hey, guys, as always, it's the other Chris. Uh, how do you do? This is Scuba Steve. Hey, guys, it's Chris Fig. What do you dig? So what are we talking about today, fellas? Our friend DB, a.k.a. Dave, hey. will uh, roll us into what, digging up some dirt? Yeah. So a little uh, segment that we thought would be fun here on the pod would be digging up some dirt. It's just any, any you know, article that comes your way that you might want to throw out there for the gang. This was one that I happened to stumble across. I found a little interesting. The gun that killed Billy the Kid is going up for auction. Starting bid, $2 million. Ooh. So Aye. a revolver that killed one of the most famous wanted men in the Wild West 140 years ago is slated to be offered for millions of dollars next month. I was just wondering, do you guys think that will go instantly or do you think that number is going to have to drop down? Oh, dude, that number's going up, dude. Oh, up for sure, dude. There's some person out there that millionaire, money to spend, money to blow, just being like, I need that gun. It's like some collector out there for sure. The starting bid is $2 million. I say it's going to go somewhere around like $20 million. Damn. Who who do you think would buy this? Some rich motherfucker. A Monopoly man looking dude some oil tycoon <laughs> or uh, jake paul yeah i wonder if it'd be some like gun enthusiast and i wonder if they would actually try to shoot the gun dude it's gonna be the descendant of billy the kid and they're gonna get the gun <laughs> if i can go kill the descendant <laughs> who killed billy the kid I with like it. it that's the long like gun, it. baby full circle baby yeah that'd be a great movie man i like that great elevator pitch who, who was the who was the guy that wrangled who lassoed the tornado oh is that was it something huck Huckleberry, Huckleberry Bill, Huckleberry, or no, it was, is uh, that uh, Paul Bunyan? <laughs> Paul Bunyan, there we go. I think it was another kid, but yeah, those those <laughs> items. Would you guys want one of those? What would you guys want? Because though they don't really add any value, right? For me, it's just a conversation piece. Oh hell yeah! Oh yeah, completely. I feel like it just had to be something you're really into, you know? Like I just love the old west. I'm obsessed with Billy the Kid, and I also happen to have a billion fucking dollars. So oh, I thought you were gonna say, and I also share a love for Billy the Kid. <laughs> I mean, I, hey, I do. I do enjoy him as a character for sure, but I, I don't have that kind of money and I would spend it on stupider stuff. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like something in particular that I would. I know like if I had the money, possibly like a sports memorabilia. I don't know though. Yeah, that's um, that's a deep one now. I agree with Chris though. It would be something to like where you just have so much money. You're like, fuck it. Like it's something you love so much that you're just like, I don't care. Like I'll drop whatever on it, you know? Yeah. I mean, I guess if I did have the money and in the movie six, 61 when Roger Maris hit his home run to beat Babe Ruth's uh, all-time home run record for the season. One of the guys fell on the ball and he was like, oh, you're going to give it back to him. And Roger Maris, being who he was, was just like, nah, 
he can keep it, you know, go make some money off of it. But I think something like sports really, like like a football, like the the, like game winning touchdown, like Joe Montana threw in like one of the Super Bowls would be kind of cool. Again, if I had the money to do that, it'd be a pretty cool collector's item to have. Hell yeah. I think I would like just a Tyrannosaurus Rex skeletal fossil or something. Oh yeah. In my, in my fucking front yard. I would replace all the prints in my room with original pieces. Yeah, that's a good one too. So just out of curiosity, I had heard when Nick Cage went into debt, he had a lot of things that were just ridiculous purchases. And it said he blew through 150 million. He sprung for a nine foot tall burial tomb for himself. Here's where it gets a little weird. Shrunken pygmy heads, the late Shaw of Iran's Lamborghini. He blew some money. A pet octopus. He spent $150,000 on the first Superman comic. And then this one, above all, he outbid Leonardo DiCaprio for a $7 million or 7 million year old dinosaur skull. What? Damn. Yeah, which is pretty interesting. So we have a good auction to hang out with Nick Cage, it, it appears. <laughs> He's returned to that dinosaur skull now. I read oh, an article to give about it. To it. Like I, a museum. I don't know if he got his money back for it or not, but it was like, so I think it was obtained through nefarious purposes. And so he like, agreed like yeah that's fucked up let me give it back probably oh, some shit. sketchy sketchy sellers that gave it to him and find out that they like stole that shit or something he's like does it matter that i skull fucked it a few times <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> i feel like another item that would be cool uh, i was thinking something like in the past like kind of like war related chris you had mentioned in a, a one has to go like alexander the great you know maybe having like one of his swords would be i mean again i don't know if those are things that are for sale but if they are again that'd be a really cool item. i just think a sword in general is something cool to have but if it has some type of history behind it like oh yeah alexander the great conquered you know with this sword in his hand for a decade or whatever like that would be really fun or like cool um, king arthur's like, sword fuck yeah dude or like the movie kill bill like in the movie itself how those swords made by that one guy or oh, the like- hansa tori Oh, yeah. no. Hattori Hanzo. Oh, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> sounded right to me, Al. Yeah. <laughs> a samurai sword? Yeah, like a legit samurai sword from like the 1600s or something. Well, oh, yeah. Take my money right now. The one that Tom Cruise had in uh, that one movie. <laughs> the, last, uh, the, last, the, the last last samurai? samurai. There we go. <laughs> I was going to say the last warrior, but I was like, I know I'm wrong. <laughs> um, uh, fucking Pecos Bill. Pecos Dude, Bill. I looked it up too, bro. Ah, okay. <laughs> hey, bro. <laughs> It was a bill. He was the old guy in that uh, Tall Tale movie. I remember yeah, he was like that old feller. Yeah, dude. He fucking uh, um, the tornado. Patrick Swayze. It was Patrick Swayze. <laughs> yeah. R.I.P. Man. Damn. Damn. That didn't even look anything like him, dude. I was gonna bring up too. I don't know if we've talked about it on the pod, but just that one dude who is a piece of shit. But Martin Scorelli, how he outbid everyone for the Wu Tang album, and he it's just the one exclusive oh, album. Oh yeah, yeah. And he was never gonna so they let could anyone else that listen shit? to it. Was an auction on that? It was a piece of art, essentially. So they made oh. one one copy just for whoever. It came like in a crazy like box and stuff too. But he's yeah, he spent a lot of money on that. Well, shit. that's like he that one up. that documentary where those people stole a shitload of artwork, priceless artwork from this one place, and everybody was like, "You can't sell it. It's too hot of an item." And I was like, "Dude, some evil Bond villain has it tucked away somewhere <laughs> above his toilet. Like, I paid twenty million for this. I don't give a fuck if anybody. Nick Cage it. has it." Nick Cage has it. Would not surprise me at all. You guys don't care if I still fuck this uh, hardwood. (laughs) Very weird and random dirt you dug up there, Dave. Thank you for that. 
We are going to jump into something else. We keep the theme going here, but we're going to deep dig into our main man, hilarious, been around forever and in our hearts throughout our childhood, Mr. Adam Sandler. Oh, yeah. Uh, homie is 55 years old. It's crazy. He's known for about 80 plus movies. Damn, 80? Yes. He's credited for 82 movies on IMDb. So God damn. There's a lot of shorts on there, which we could talk about, but maybe just something to top off, go around quickly. We can say everybody's top three Adam Sandler movies and um, don't judge too hard on us. So just to jump into the talk of it and the discussion going, I wanted to maybe ask everybody what their top three Adam Sandler movies are. Maybe we can all go around and just name off our third best and uh, work our way up to the top. So I'm going to say my third best right now is Big Daddy. Dave? Nice. I'm going to throw... Mr. Deeds out there. <laughs> oh, I'm going to go with 50 First Dates. Classic. Good. Those are pretty good, but I'm going to go with uh, yeah, Happy Gilmore and putting out my number three. Oh, okay. okay. I will follow Sue and also say Happy Gilmore is at my number three as well. Oh, nice, nice. All right. Um, second place for me, it was Click. Second place for me, I'm actually going to throw... <sighs> Yeah, I'm going to throw a big daddy out there. Oh, okay. Ooh, I am going that route as well. Big daddy is also my number two. Mm, those are pretty good. But my number two is probably a movie you guys haven't seen. It's a uh, Noah Baumbach film. It's uh, the Myrowitz stories. Oh, and it's a serious role with Ben Stiller and Dustin mm, Hoffman. Heard about it. Hella serious, right? Pretty good. And, and Adam Sandler is particularly good in it. I want to see that. Yeah, that movie does look really solid. For myself, for my number two, I am going with The Wedding Singer. Solid film. But first place, for me at least, would be The Wedding Singer. I'm going to snatch that and move okay. it on. I like your style, man. Yeah, first place. I'm going to say first place, near and dear in my heart, Jack and Jill, baby. Tell me you've seen uh, that, bro. You're wrong. <laughs> but for real... Um, Billy Madison is just my all-time favorite yeah. Adam Sandler flick. For me, number one, Happy Gilmore, baby. <laughs> Price right. is right, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Bar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, definitely number one for me is a no-brainer, and I got to go serious again. I'm going Uncut Gems. Oh, yeah. I knew you were going to go Uncut Gems, man. Uh, solid film for sure, so I can see why. But for myself, Big Daddy, man. Number one in my heart. <laughs> it's a great film true and it seems like we all had the same theme of stuff uh, here and there like 50 first dates wasn't mentioned a lot which i i regret because that is fucking great a few oh. were a few were thrown out that, that i was honestly was number, like holy shit that was my number five that was my number Wait, four you guys brought up wedding singer and i totally blanked on that dude, dude there's just too many sick. that movie's so funny though man like it, it is 82 yeah. 82 of them <laughs> 82 and there's a bunch of shorts that that i wish um, there's a, literally a short called like Silverman versus Goldman, and it's it's a short about a two guys dressed silver and gold that are street performers in some city, and Adam <laughs> Sandler's in it. Fucking random as shit, but that was my top six. Yeah, I definitely had uh, Fifty First Dates in my top five. So, so why why did you pick one? Why was what was your one again, Fig? And why did you pick it? Big Daddy just is classic Sandler, and I think that was maybe one of his first movies transitioning from being Billy Madison or Happy Gilmore, where they're really more slapstick comedies. I mean, Big Daddy is hilarious too, but it's still a very heartwarming kind of 
showed range from Sandler. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that courtroom scene, holy shit, man, still gets me till today. <laughs> when he's talking <laughs> but to I wipe my own yeah, ass. Dude, yeah. Talking to his dad, I'm like, holy shit, like Sandler can can really, you know, show some acting chops. So just the level of funny with seriousness, I thought it was a good combination. So yeah, I mean, that's why Big Daddy's number one for me. And Rob Schneider's fucking hilarious. <laughs> He was, uh, I love that Adam Sandler was credited in uh, Deuce Bigelow. And I was like, why is he in that? I was like, oh, he like did the reverse role where he's like, you can do it. Cut his fucking dick off. I don't know what he said. But. Yeah, Schneider was not so. I have delivered to you before. You was ordered three pieces of cheesecake. <laughs> yeah, so on the, on the flip, I'll ask you guys, like, why did you guys chose your number one for Adam Sandler? Uh, Happy Gilmore has just always been near and dear to my heart, man. That movie is so hilarious. I just remember watching it like with my cousins and stuff as a kid and everything about it cracked me up. And then I ended up loving golf too. So yeah, I was going to say, did that inspire you to uh, pick up the golf clubs? Um, I can't say that it did, but maybe you never or know. It, it helped. Me. What is it? It helped in subliminal messaging. Yeah. I really just wanted to stab <laughs> someone with an ice skate, but it never panned out. <laughs> Oh, the best hands down thing in Happy Gilmore is Ben Stiller is the orderly. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. So beautiful. I was going to say in Happy Gilmore, I always thought it was so, as a kid. Too, I was a kid watching that movie. Hilarious when he's in the batting cage and he's taking just baseballs to the chest and the, the little <laughs> kid, the little boy is watching him. <gasps> and he's talking to Chubbs in the background. You see the little kid try to take a baseball and just, oh, like he just goes down. Him. Yeah. <laughs> I love it too when Chubbs is like got kicked off the tour. He's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, cause you're black." Hell no! <laughs> <laughs> Hell no! Damn, Gator jumped up, bit my hand off. <laughs> Dude, I recently uh, just this week our Adam Sandler kick. I watched Little Nicky, and I forgot mm. that Chubbs is his mom's fucking boyfriend in heaven. Dude, yep. yeah, <laughs> I love that cameo, dude. It was beautiful. Alex, how about you, man? Why'd you pick your number one for Sandler? It was it was a toss up, but I think. If I just think of one movie that made me laugh and I can remember and, and, and it had the full range too. Like it was funny. I mean, it wasn't really, really sad, but it had that good comedy to it. But uh, I mean, love story to it. But goddamn, man, I could just think of so many quotable moments in that. Just like any other one. But um, his, his sidekick that would always sing with him. And he'd always sing like, do you really want to hurt? <laughs> and he's like, ends the song and doesn't know what to do. And he just starts it over. And they're like, you suck. Yeah. It's typical, yeah, like Adam Sandler, like, you get off. Like, so that was it. That was what. Yeah. Wedding, sing- wedding Singer is a very close <laughs> number one for me. But I just, yeah, Big Daddy slightly squeezed in for me. The song they wrote in that too was such a good song, man. When he sings it on the airplane, Grow Old mm-hmm, With You. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I was I was just going to say the reason why I picked Billy Madison for my number one is just for almost nostalgia. That was the first movie that I had been introduced to with Adam Sandler. And my aunt gave it to me for my, like, I think it was my third grade birthday. So like my eighth birthday. But I was like the coolest man. kid on the block, dude. Every one of my friends would want to come over and we'd watch that movie like multiple times throughout the week and but sadly that movie it was vhs days and my sister left it in a mailbox for somebody to pick up and use and they didn't pick it up and it melted so crazy so that was the end of billy madison in our house but (laughs) isn't that crazy though that like like to think about letting someone borrow a movie can i borrow that movie it's like to 
like these days, that's like not a thing. Like, hey man, can I uh, borrow your 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 streaming service subscription or some shit like that? It's <laughs> like no one Netflix login. <laughs> yeah. Like fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> it's like my uncle, cousin, and grandma both have it. Man, I'm sorry. <laughs> we get on. It's like there are too many people watching. You're like, I got no <laughs> slots left for you, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like the new the new MySpace top eight. Uh, yeah, true. for real. <laughs> Scuba Steve. Why did you pick Scuba Steve? And yet your number one was what? Uncut Gems. For me, it was an obvious choice because uh, I loved all those classics growing up, but I went through a phase of where I was just kind of over the whole Adam Sandler slapstick stuff. Then once in a while, he comes out with a movie like the Meyerowitz stories or Uncut Gems and just totally reminds us how damn good of an actor he is. And that's, yeah. that's one of the movies that just showcases it. Agreed, 100%. Another one, too, was, uh, I don't know if you guys have ever seen it, but Rain Over Me with Don Cheadle. Oh, that was a great movie. Yeah, or Punch Drunk Love, too. It's like Adam Sandler. It's like, he obviously is doing his bread and butter with the comedy, but I want to see more of him in Serious Souls, man. He's so mm-hmm. good. He did Spanglish. Mm-hmm. Do you guys remember? Oh, Spanglish. Oh, yeah. yeah. Spanglish um, was good, too. But Uncut Gems through and through. I didn't pick any of his serious films, but that movie legit is one of the best because how it made me feel like fucking uncomfortable. I need oh. to watch it still, man. I've it's severely dropped good. the ball. It's yeah, a sports I'm, I'm movie, it a dude. Watch. It's a fucking sports movie, bro. Yeah, I hate to admit that I've never seen it either. Oh, man. It's by far, hands down, his his best acting role, man. I mean, he has a lot. But I would say Uncut Gems is his best. I guess those the people who made that movie, the writers of it, they uh, tried to pitch that. Yeah, I heard. I saw somewhere in an interview with Adam Sandler that they tried to pitch him that like years prior to making it now. And his uh, agent, who's uh, Sandy Wexler, if you've seen that movie, <laughs> where he's being his agent, was like, just turned it down. He was like, no, he doesn't want to do this. And then when it came back around to him, he saw it and he was like, why didn't you ever let me know about this? And he was just saying how shitty he thought it would be, but he did it. And everybody said that he murdered it, dude. Yeah. They had a Jonah Hill originally cast as the part. Oh, shit. Could you imagine Jonah Hill doing it? Not at all. Not as good. I mean, he kind of fits that jeweler, you know, quick talking swindler, but Sandler just, I can't see anyone else in it. that he put it on like he had been that guy for years, like years and years of stress as a jeweler. You could just see it in him. Damn. Great movie. I heard, top, top, serious. I movie. heard Kevin Garnett did a good job too. Oh, he dude. Like, fucking a. A lot of I, was, I was surprised of how well he did it. And he was a pretty crucial part of the movie, like a big integral part of the movie. He really brought it, man. So I give it up to, to Kevin Garnett. It was almost even one of those movies where they, they cast complete unknowns that it gave you a sense that everybody was not acting that it was real like the jewelers were jewelers and maybe that was the case but when a movie does it that good where you have no idea who any of these people are and they're that good at acting it's it's real even kevin garnett like played it played it really good and then that's saying a lot to adam sandler though too because it's really hard to look past someone that big sometimes you know Mm -hmm. yeah he's fucking billy madison happy gilmore (laughs) yeah So Dave, you'd mentioned Sandy Wexler, one of his newer movies, and I heard it wasn't the greatest Adam Sandler movie. So I had me thinking, um, what is one of your guys' favorite Adam Sandler movies that you know is pretty bad, but you still enjoy watching it anyways? Um, I'm going to say off the bat, Dave mentioned it earlier, but Jack and Jill was so dumb looking, but after watching it, it got me busting up, man. Like it had the classic <laughs> Adam Sandler shit. It was so 
stupid, but <laughs> in the end, it had a good message to it and it was silly and funny. So it did have that classic charm, but yes, it was a, wow. it was a, it was a bad I, one. I'm really surprised, man. I thought you were going to do another joke like Dave did. Um, I don't know if this movie is... I, everyone I talk to doesn't like it except myself, but that's my boy. Fuck, oh. I, love that I love I love that movie too. <laughs> Nobody so maybe it isn't that unpopular then, but I swear everyone I talk to like at work or in my family are like, that movie was so bad. How do you like that movie? I'm like, it's fucking great. He's just drinking beers the whole time, pulls him out of everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it was like more of a, not a serious movie, but that was like, what's his name? It was like the main role. He was kind of like the Denver. side. Yeah, yeah, Samberg. Yeah, Samberg. Andy, <laughs> Andy Samberg and Adam Sandler in one movie, man. I'm like, I'm with you, Chris. I'm like, dude, I, I know it's not great, but I, I enjoy this. I enjoy what it. What do you I'm name like, him? Han Solo Burger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dude, yeah. not to interrupt this, but I heard that Andy Samberg said that motherfucking Adam Sandler showed up to his actual wedding as in character as his dad from that movie the entire time. That is amazing. Dude. Yeah, that I heard that too, man. It is so fucking funny. And I think it was on. Co- I think it was on Conan. And I was like, "That's awesome, <laughs> my boy." Yeah, yeah, he never stopped either. He's what did he like tattoo on his character. back? That uh, new, new kids, kids on the block. On the block. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he's like, and their heads grew. were all warped. <laughs> like I grew. I became. Yeah. Uh, that is what else? What else? Funny, funny movie. For myself, we had mentioned this earlier, but a little Nicky man, and I. As a kid or teenager, I always thought it was hilarious. And then, you know, just growing up, you get on social media, you see kind of clips and people are like, dude, this movie was god awful. I'm like, what? Like, mm-hmm. I always thought Little Nicky, and still to this day, I think it's hilarious. And I, I didn't uh, realize yeah. people didn't like it, but I guess I, I can see why. But, dude, Popeye's chicken is a shiznit. Come on. <laughs> dude, uh, what's his name? Dangerfield's in it. Freaking I was going to say, too, the comedy's yeah. in the eye of the beholder on that one, man, because that was almost going to be my pick. Just because for the same reason, like, even back then, I remember some people being like, I just can't get over his accent in that one and, oh. you know, all this and that. And I was like, I always <laughs> thought that movie was hilarious. Dude. <laughs> I'm trying to think of his accent right now, and it's just like raspy. The deep, the deep south. South. deep south. One of my movies, I don't know if this is one of his more stupid ones, but it's actually really entertaining. Uh, I really enjoyed it a lot. Uh, Murder Mystery. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually like that, that too. I was going to, I was thinking about that one because I watched that recently. Not, I mean, not too recently, but when it came out on Netflix and, Again, I was like, I, I'm having a good time watching this. But again, get on social media. People are like, dude, Adam Sandler should just stop making movies. I'm like, it's a it's a fun, just entertaining movie. It's like, why can't you guys just enjoy a comedy? You know, mm-hmm. they're making a second one as well. Also with uh, the director, Kyle Newichek. Oh, oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say, he has good chemistry with uh, Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, Jennifer Aniston. Dude, They're like, hilarious not, together. Not everything has to be an Oscar winner either. You know, some yeah. stuff's just good, solid fun. Well, we didn't okay. we didn't bring up the one where he goes with uh, Drew Barrymore to fucking like Africa. Yeah. And also... Um, Blended. That, yeah. Just and then go with that it. That one with David Spade that was actually pretty fucking funny too, where he acted like he was an undercover cop or something. The do-over. Oh, the yeah. do-over, yeah. Those were, those were funny. I feel like just when he got the deal with Netflix, he's kind of like amped up his releases maybe like just because he was under contract. But I feel like it was just hit or miss with a few of them. And then so like 
I would watch one I didn't like and be like, not really excited for the next few. But then I had mm-hmm. like, like you said, murder mystery came out. I gave it a shot. And even I liked Hubie Halloween a lot too. I mean, it's not Hubie the Halloween. greatest movie, but it, it was entertaining and made me I laugh. I pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Uh, yeah, fucking man. great movie, dude. And it like <laughs> spread the message of like they were super homophobic dudes at first, and it was almost offensive. But then it became like they learned, and they're like, "I'm, I, I'm sorry, I, I didn't, I didn't realize this." Like, so it had a great message to it. I remember um, when Grown Ups came out. I found a streaming service and watched it on that. And um, I honestly was like watching it, and I was like, "Dude, is this?" like an unfinished version of the movie. Cause it just seemed like they were riffing <laughs> oh, the entire oh, movie. Ups? So I was, yeah. Oh, and I, I honestly didn't like it initially for that, but then like, I kind of grew to like it for that reason. I was like, these guys are just like a bunch of friends on set. Just like probably just redoing all the lines off the top mm-hmm. of their heads. The second one wasn't bad too, actually. Yeah. I would say grownups too is another one that I'm like, I don't think it's as bad as as some of the other ones we we've liked, but it's still, you know, like I'm like again, everyone's saying like, oh, he's just doing the same thing with his friends. I'm like, if you were at that point in your career and life as an actor, like, wouldn't you want to? Like, oh, me yeah. and my best friends are having a great time making this. I was just gonna say, yeah, he's really good friends with all these comedians and other actors in real life, so he's just hanging out on set with them all the time in whatever location they're at, and they're getting paid fat money. Like, oh, yeah, you. we're not pumping out the greatest content of all time, but. uh I couldn't imagine like hanging out with you guys for a couple of weeks. I'm like, yeah. Here's a bunch of money. Thanks, man. Dude, I was uh, going to say the exact same thing, but it was Nick Swartzen on somebody's pod or something. They were just like, I know you're probably sick of always saying it, but how'd the Adam Sandler connection go, you know? And Sandler just happened to catch him like on Comedy Central. He was watching it with like his wife in bed or something and got in contact with him. And he had grandma's boy, dude. And he was like, we have this movie. He was like, originally it was written as like a PG pg movie or pg-13 they're like we want you to take it and make it rated r and have it you know and so he had nick swartz and like put his touches on it and he's like ever since then he's like i've just been in the fold and like a writer partner with him but he was saying the same thing he's like sandler's a fucking hella down-to-earth cool guy and he just likes good people around him that really just don't have an ego so that's Mm -hmm. why you see a lot of those same people in all of his films it would be a lot of fun dude to be in an adam sandler movie Hell yeah, it would. I Dante is probably a, my favorite <laughs> recurring character. Here. Oh, yeah. Uh, Peter. Hey, guys, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, do you guys remember? Well, I, w- I would have you guess. He was in a movie with Brandon Frazier way back in the day. Oh, Airheads. Airheads, yeah. yeah. Look that up. I thought somebody would bring it up. I thought about it. And Polly Shore. Yeah. There's just so many, man. I mean, th- I that was like right before... Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore. So he was like still somewhat unknown. He might've been on SNL at that point, but another classic one. Bulletproof. Man Overboard. Man Overboard. Oh yeah. Man Overboard, man. Shit. 82 guys. Come on now. Funny people, dude. Damn. I forgot about that one. Another serious one. That was just a good movie. That's probably one too that a lot of people are like, yeah, I didn't really like it, but I thought that was a good film. Oh, um, we could go for days, y'all, but one that was really good. I don't know if he directed it. Uh, Red Man, I think, was in it too. The Cobbler. Oh, yeah. Oh, I never saw The Cobbler, dude. Another, um, I think it was a, a Netflix movie too as yeah, well, right? It, it was a great premise where he, whatever shoe he fixed with his machine, he put the shoe on and he b- became that person. Yeah. Okay. Like. Yeah. Again, another one that didn't get a lot of love, but I still was like, yep. I enjoy, I'm enjoying it. 
Mm-hmm. Sometimes I wonder, I'm like, do I have bad taste in movies? <laughs> no, 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 no. I or, didn't see movies like Game Over. Was that it too? With all oh, like the video game icons? Oh, and- yeah. Pixels too. Another one Pixels, that, yeah, Pixels. that got so much hate. I'm like, I l- like the premise of this movie. It's again, it's a fun movie to watch. I was mm-hmm. hating on it. Pixels was one that, yeah, I can't, I couldn't do Pixels. Did we all say yeah. Anger Management? That one. Oh shit, Anger Management too. Freaking Woosah. I never saw uh, Bedtime Stories as well. Dude. I don't know honestly, if that was good or not. That was pretty good, man. I need to check that one out, honestly. I would give that one a go. We just list every movie. We're like, oh, haven't seen <laughs> it. All right, guys. Uh, that's haven't seven movies it. down, 85 or 75 <laughs> order list. And, and I think we lost our listeners. <laughs> No. I don't know if we were going to bring up at all, but just uh, just this whole fucking influence on SNL too. I mean, you can, a lot of people think like that era of SNL was quite arguably like the golden age, you know what I mean? With a lot of that cast a little bit before them and then going into them as well, like the early 90s to mid 90s crew, but just countless fucking characters. Oh, Opera dude. Man. The I think the song. spaghetti, the Italian, the Italian restaurant where they're like feeling up on their wife or like every time they come <laughs> yeah. over, they get touchy feely or like first they just kiss her on the cheek and then they're just straight like making out with her. And they're like, it's how we, it's what we do in Italy. It's what we do. <laughs> One of my all time favorites, dude, Lunch Lady. Great song. Mm. And Chris Farley is just hilarious as the lunch lady in it. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Someone had mentioned this in like a comment or some type of post being like, how great would have been if Chris Farley did live and you'd see him in Grown Ups with Sandler and the rest of the crew? Dude, for sure. Oh, dude, it was his latest like uh, stand up where it was music and he had the Chris, that song to Chris Farley. Oh, yeah. He has a line in that song. Fucking, yeah. Chris Farley definitely would have been the uh, Kevin James character. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kevin James would have been out. Yeah. Oh yeah. We uh we didn't even mention like his musical abilities, man. Just his stand up and stuff, man. Holy shit. His stand up is so fucking funny, man. People at my work listen to it a lot of time. We have like downtime. Let's put it on in the office and Barry Lakin. So damn funny, man. He's like the premise is that he he's like, I recorded people having sex and I recorded people at the gym. I'm gonna play both for you and you can tell me which is which. Yeah. <laughs> so obvious which is having sex and which is at the gym. And it's hilarious. You gotta, you gotta listen to it. My uh my favorite maybe stand-up bit or little skit of his was probably the talking goat. Yeah, I was just gonna bring that up too, dude. So fucking good. <laughs> My uncle had that specific tape back in the day, man. And that's like the main Adam Sandler comedy album, I guess you could call it, mm-hmm. that I know of. Dude, or the guy who takes the toll over the bridge and like he gives everyone the same toll, even the hot girls, who's like, I'm giving you a discount. A dollar seventy nine, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I love the sketch on SNL too, when it's just uh David Spade, him and Chris Farley as the girls. I think they're the gap girls, is what oh. they call it. <laughs> I was going to bring that up too. Oh, so funny, so man. Funny. When he's just like, oh, can I have one? He's just like, like, wow, Linda, I thought you were on a diet. Back off me. I'm starving. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, the best, one of the best ones ever, dude, was when uh, it was like a cutaway commercial and it was him and uh, Chris Farley for that beer, yeah. but it was a gay beer. <laughs> gay beer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he, was it Schmidt's yeah, like Schmitz? Yeah, Schmitz gay. Yeah. Look. <laughs> I think I'm gonna like it here. That's that's uh, yeah. a classic, yeah. Chris Farley and Adam Sandler Schmitz gay, like one of the first digital <laughs> SNL digital shorts, man. 
just like <laughs> it just shows that like a dirty ass empty pool and it shows them they're playing up, chicken and, and stuff it's like yeah a bunch of dudes pop up in like thongs <laughs> <laughs> or speedos oh man <laughs> snl in those days oh my goodness man so so funny man i mean they, they go through waves but like you're saying dave that wave, and i was young we were young kids dude i would say mm. what like between seven to maybe like 10 years old and and loving watching and because at that time in our lives we're home saturday night if we were lucky enough to be able to stay up it's usually i'd spend a night at like a friend's house or i'd spend a night at my grandma's house and like my cousins would come over and we'd watch snl and put it on and it was gold man I, i loved it man oh yeah dude completely like when i got to an age where i actually did care about it the chris Kattan, will ferrell like anna gasteyer like all of those people were on it at this point jimmy fallon was like a new young guy on there tina fey speaking of all these great great music and movies that adam sandler in, i guess it's a perfect segue after talking about the lunch lady and the hanukkah song is to jump into a little two second tunes yeah sandler edition two second tunes you only got a little bit of time baby go two second tunes you only got one two Surprise, surprise, Adam Sandler edition. But um, this is a little different. It's going to be all around. Yes, there might be some songs that Adam Sandler did, but a lot of them also are going to be songs from his movies. So you guys have to guess what movie this song came from. And do you want to get even crazier? The scene it was in. Oh, okay. And if you want to say the title of the song and and even the artist, we can get points rolling everywhere. So everybody's got opportunities here. Just a bunch of ding, 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 Dude, ding, 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 dings, or the opposite. Yeah, um, I don't, I don't like the wrong buzzer noise. It just makes me feel like <laughs> I failed. <laughs> Jumping around one, two second tunes to three to five. Let's do it. Guess yeah. the Adam Sandler movie. Ready? I wanna kiss you all alone. Oh, that's singer. Over Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. It's Happy Gilmore. And it's the scene where he's trying to get back into the apartment with his girlfriend. On the intercom, yeah. I see those Uh, finger paintings you bring home and they suck. (laughs) Always love. You don't want no breakfast? (laughs) You don't want no breakfast? (laughs) Very good. Nicely done. The he was actually in his apartment, I think, and he was talking to her outside, but she had left. So the people outside were gathering. It was some boy and some Chinese Asian lady. Yeah, I don't know. Um, The young boy, dude, just sitting there. (laughs) Was that Asian lady sitting downstairs, the one that ended up being in his apartment? Yeah. 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 Because he thinks it's his girlfriend walking back in, and it's it's that older lady. (laughs) All right, nicely done. Who got that? Steven. No. Fig. Uh, I think I got the the movie, yeah. Dave got the scene. All right. Nicely done. I will pay attention more. Uh, Round two, (laughs) fellas. Good job, everybody. Throwing it out there. Ready to go. Waterboy. Is it when they... Are they on a... They're on like the creek, right? They're on the... I forget what those type of boats are called. You think it's Waterboy? Airboat? No, correct answer for sure. It is Waterboy. Um, not, not on the airboat. No. Oh, okay. Is it when they're about, can I say the artist? It is CCR. Yeah. Is it when they're, um, about to eat, uh, with his, with the mom and the girlfriend? Nope. Earlier than that. Uh, All the way at the beginning. Oh, is it when he's, 
He's on his uh, his tractor driving home. I think he's on his tractor. It's the opening song to the movie. Oh, okay. okay. So it, it is him on his tractor. So I think it's him doing that. And then he drives home and stuff. So <laughs> his slow ass tractor. There's just a <laughs> gang of traffic behind him. Too. <laughs> Very well done. Points all around. I wasn't paying attention again. CCR, Born on the Bayou, Waterboy. And we're going to go to round three. We're going to another classic song, maybe you know. This was featured in the movie, and I'll leave it there and ask you more questions in a minute. Ozzy Osbourne is the artist. Is it from... Uh, we'll give you a point for that. I'll Little Nicky? Little Nicky. There we go. <laughs> oh. I was like, it has to be Little Nicky with and, Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, Chris, Chris answered the question I was going to say. He's saying that song in... Well, that song's featured in the movie, and he's also featured in the movie. Yeah, he yeah. sings it at the end of the movie and then bites a fucking bat's head off. And oh, also yeah. gives Nikki the rock to fucking uh, kill his brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's all at the end. So, yes, nicely done, gentlemen. Can you guys... Uh, oh, we named the scene. You named the scene at the end, too. Nice, dude. Round four. Good luck. Can't believe Tyson gave that girl BD. <laughs> <laughs> um because that snl thanks thanksgiving song ding 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 song <laughs> but yes thanksgiving song not in any movie but that yeah. that and the hanukkah song i mean they're all pretty fucking classic so we'll give them all to steve for that one all right rolling into it round five no round five <laughs> round five round five step it up guys i want to make you wedding smile. singer wedding singer on the airplane old with you the Billy Idol cameo scene. Nice. Yeah. You guys fucking said it all right there, dude. That is a great song, by the way, man. Yeah. It is a good song, dude. It's hitching the old Phil's bucket. Yeah. People are, I mean, I truly am pretty surprised he, he, he did that. It's not a super long song, but great, great song, great range. On the airplane, where were they flying to? Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't think of anything else with that. 14 million views on that one. Nobody messes with Billy Idol. <laughs> yeah, he was kind of killer on that one. That was good. All right, we're narrowing it down. This is technically the last round, but I have one more after that. All right, ready, y'all? Oh, that's Billy Madison. Um, and it's when he's celebrating his third grade uh, graduation. Yeah. <laughs> the huge party at his house. Yeah. And after that, it shows Adam Sandler clapping, going, rock on! <laughs> Billy passed the third grade, yes. Rock band concert. For the win. Scotty, Scotty likes beans, don't you, Scotty? <laughs> <laughs> this is winner take all, guys. Till the night That's, closes till the night closes in. Yeah. Till the night closes in. <laughs> I wanna kiss you all. <laughs> if any of you can guess the band, you win forever. Sticks. Exile. <laughs> all right. I threw a random guess. I threw it out there, man. Yeah. I thought you got it with Sticks because he mentions it a lot in Big Daddy. So I'm like, oh, yeah. like no, Dave just it was won. Worth, it was worth the shot. So there it was. Two second tunes, gentlemen, flew by. Could have done so much more because the guy, music alone, that fucker has albums. Oh, um, yeah. Nice job. I think everybody won. 
Yeah, man, that was, uh, that was a good tie-in. One that I always liked, can't think of who or what, but at the very end of Happy Gilmore, and they're looking up into the sky, and they see, like, Chubbs and the alligator, and I think it's Abe Lincoln. <laughs> yeah, dude. I thought you were going to play that song. I was going to yeah, that's a Yeah, I wanted to I think search it's just Leonard Skinner, uh, Tuesday's Gone. Oh, Leonard Skinner, yes. Yeah. I, I thought you were going to do Mr. Deeds, uh, Weezer Island in the Sun. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And there was a there was a few other ones. I want to say Eight Crazy Nights. He wrote a song too. That's pretty. That's pretty well known. You guys might have guessed that one. Thought you were gonna do the Hanukkah song, dude. <laughs> yeah, I know, dude. It was between that and Thanksgiving, it or the lunch lady. Up. The lunch lady popped up. Oh man, there's a fucking shitload, y'all. Good for him. Yeah, man. I liked all the selections. Uh, like I said, good time. Yeah, that song about Chris Farley is really good too. Mm-hmm. Man. It was beautiful. That's it. See you next time. All right, fellas, uh, as always, a great two-second tunes. But I think let's roll into our movie game. For this movie game, we are going to do a quote from his movie, and then us guys will try to guess what movie that is from, and then also what scene it is from. You guys ready? Mm-hmm. All right, who wants to kick it off? I'm looking at you, Alex. You ain't cool unless you pee your pants. <laughs> Billy, Ma- or Billy Madison. Billy Madison. <laughs> yeah. If peeing your pants. Your pants. <laughs> Say it, bro. If peeing your pants is cool, call me Miles Davis. <laughs> I love when he goes up to him too, and he's like, "Hey, Ernie, what's what's wrong? Are you making out with the wall or something?" Yeah. <laughs> the picture I'm looking at is the old lady who says what you said, Fig. She's like, "If peeing your pants is cool." And consider me Miles Davis. Yeah. <laughs> Who would eat 30 sack lunches? <laughs> and they're just like Billy Madison. Fran and Chris Farley just ho, 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 ho. <laughs> <laughs> just high as fuck, probably eating all the lunches, dude. <laughs> I'll tell you who it was. It was that damn Sasquatch. I'm gonna throw it to Steve. Um I'm just doing one off the top of my head. It's not a quote necessarily, but pretty easy. La Coleli is the place. Where I first saw your pretty face. Oh, 50 first dates. We liked each other right away. But you didn't remember me the very next day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 50 first dates. Yeah. I loved just in that when they first have sex and she writes in her like notebook, like it didn't last very long. And he's just like, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. I have one. So he goes, don't you say that. Don't you ever say that. Stay here. <laughs> Stay as long as you can. Billy Madison. For the love of God, <laughs> cherish it. <laughs> it's like, gee, I can't wait to go to high school. I just love how he grabs his face. He's a little chubby boy. And just like, just grabs it so tight and he starts shaking. He's like, don't you ever say that. Don't you ever stay here. <laughs> cherish it. What's that kid doing now, man? I, I know which For impression. Real. I know which impression has to go. <laughs> uh, I tried, man. No, it was, the the second part was was really good. <laughs> Mine's from. Uh, oh, I can't see what it's from. Never mind. Ooh, yeah. Did, Ooh, what is whoa, it? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Where's, it, where's it from, man? Hey, never mind. Okay, he's like, uh, I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast. He's like, Oh, whoa, man, you eat pieces of shit for breakfast? <laughs> Shooter McGavin. No. Yeah. He's like, oh, No. I just thought of one off the top of my head too. Remember that spelling bee you were in in the third grade? Rock R O K. 
R-O-C-K. <laughs> the C yeah. is silent. <laughs> Billy Madison? Billy Madison. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I would be remiss if I didn't say this. Just bear with me on this scene, dude. But it's one of the all-time greats. Ready? Mr. Madison, the Industrial Revolution changed the face of the modern novel forever. Discuss citing specific examples. Uh, okay. The Industrial Revolution, to me, is just like a story I know called The Puppy Who Lost His Way. The world was changing, and the puppy was getting bigger. So you see, the puppy was like industry, in that they were both lost in the woods, and nobody, especially the little boy, society, knew where to find him, except that the puppy was a dog, but the industry, my friends... That was a revolution. <laughs> Billy Madison. And then the, dude, the principal, though. Mr. Madison, what you have just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> Simple wrong would have done just fine. <laughs> yeah, that is a really classic Billy Madison quote. Get cleaned up, we'll head to Barney's. Barney? Uh, not that Barney. This one's a lot more expensive. <laughs> Good old Billy Fucking Madison. Big Daddy. Or Big, big Daddy. daddy. <laughs> yeah, no, oh. Billy Madison. <laughs> big Daddy. Wasn't that your number one? I got the, the bees mixed up, man. You guys know classic. Now that's what I call some high quality H2O. Oh, <laughs> water boy, baby. Good job. Good job. Dude, one of the best, greatest parts in one of the Adam Sandler films, too, is when uh, he's not cool in high school and Billy Madison and Veronica Vaughn's like, well, doesn't that make you feel bad for the people you made fun of or whatever? And he calls Steve Buscemi, dude. <laughs> And apologizes. And he's like, yeah, it's not a big deal at all. He's like, thanks for actually calling. We should get, we should get a coffee sometime. Like, and he hangs up and he crosses his name off of the people I'd like to kill list. Yeah. <laughs> I can say Steve Buscemi is the cam, the little roles he's played in Adam Sandler, man. And the, and the, the range he has as an actor is fucking crazy. He's a, he's a funny ass dude. I'm when glad I called end, that too. guy. Yeah. yeah. yeah dude. Dude, he's another guy who's funny, but also can play some damn good serious roles. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. He was Steve Buscemi and Big Daddy is fucking hilarious, too. Yeah, he's like, I'm not looking at you, Deeds. I'm looking at that squirrel over there. (laughs) Oh, Mr. Deeds. (laughs) Oh, Mr. Deeds. Sorry, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Deeds. I thought we were watching (laughs) Scooby-Doo. Oh, man. Awesome. Turkey, turkey, ram, and turkey, turkey, kibble. (laughs) (laughs) all right gents that was a great movie quote segment got me uh got me digging up some great laughs man but let's switch it up into another segment or just things where things we're digging things we dig and lately on hbo i've been watching this docuseries called the one 100 foot wave and it chronicles this guy and a team of surfers basically go to nazare say that wrong but portugal and this geological feature makes just to talk about surfing in general is insane and big wave surfing but the cinematography to this this documentary is amazing highly recommended if you're into anything extreme surfing i don't know how you guys feel about that surfing in general like the times that i have been and stuff just getting up on like three to four foot waves can feel fucking intense and kind of scary like i could not imagine even witnessing with my eyes a 100 foot wave and seeing some dude just take off on it. Like I'd be so scared for no, that person. They, they have the to literally time. pull them with jet skis. 
Yeah, I do for sure give it up to the dudes who are surfing. But I always thought, too, the dudes who are on jet skis, you have to be pretty ballsy yourself to be riding a 100-foot wave on a jet ski, too, as well. So I just mm-hmm. wanted to throw some uh, some credit towards the jet ski dudes because the surfer guys couldn't, do, yeah. couldn't do it without them. Yeah, they're their They life. save those dudes' lives. They're pretty much, yeah, the lifeguard of them. And I saw in, in it, it actually shows, maybe not in that, but it shows one of the skis fuck up and basically surf a wave and just, you can imagine, boom. Yeah, I can't imagine those crazy waves. The adrenaline rush has to be fake. You've done it. So maybe you could say like something like skydiving or something like that. Because I feel like if you mess up and get crashed under there in the undercurrent, like there's a very high risk of dying. Like mm-hmm. fucking 100 foot wave, man. Yeah, I would say with skydiving, uh, Steve and I actually did that together. And you had, I felt comfortable because I guess because we're tandem skydiving, you couldn't go by yourself. So you feel safe. You're like, oh, this guy is a professional. He does this a couple times a day. So you felt good. But that adrenaline rush for sure is there. But like the, the surfers, it's like you're on, they're wearing shorts and they might be wearing like rash guards or something. But it's still, they don't have any protection. So like one misstep. It's like, oof, like that. Kind of like we, we were talking about flying squirrel suits in another yeah. pod. So it's like something along those same lines where it's like you have to be so precise in what you're doing. 100% like in the moment too, you know, mm-hmm. like, which is wild to think like nothing else matters. Just what you're doing at that point in time to ensure that you won't fuck yourself up. Yeah, I get I get fucked up just on boogie boards. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dude, that's what I was going to say is like just diving under a wave and feeling that power oh, sometimes. Yeah. And those are so small in comparison. It's, I feel like these extreme people, squirrel suit, I mean, skydiving by yourself, all these things is a lot of even say rock climbing, free climbing, that some of these guys, I don't know what it is, but they don't, they don't get scared of anything. So they have to do these fucking crazy extreme things to feel alive. I would never do the hundred foot wave because like they pretty much almost die every other time or the squirrel suit. But it's like, these people are like, I, I want to feel something. Essentially a hundred foot wave is like riding a mountain made out of water. You know what I mean? Like that is moving. Yeah. But could you imagine that rush of conquering that hundred foot wave and just the glory you get? I mean, surfing is a very community based type of, you know, extreme sport where you're doing it in your in your neighborhood or the beach that you're by or just that sport in general. It's like if you conquer that 100-foot wave and like you live to tell that story, dude, you're the man or or woman. Oh, yeah. You're just completely on the top, you know? So I guess... Le- that's legend status. Legend, yeah, exactly. Straight up. I dig it. Oh, yeah, man. I've seen Johnny Tsunami. I get surfing. <laughs> Dude, Sketchy. a funny a funny little surfing story out there for all the pod listeners. Years ago, Alex was with me and my, uh, my aunt and my cousins up in San Clemente, California. And we went to um, a surf shop and rented these big foam boards, uh, these long boards to take out and just have fun with. And they're pretty much virtually like almost impossible to break. <laughs> and Alex was like, it was probably a worn out one Allegedly. to begin with. But Alex was in the middle of like, just like right where they were breaking and he couldn't get past it. And didn't you like turn your back to it while you were sitting on the board? I did what I shouldn't have done. Yeah, I didn't lay down. I was just sitting on it, chilling. (laughs) For the record, I think it had a little crick in it already because the guy was like, how could you break this? These don't break. And I was like, they didn't charge me. 
But I was like, dude, yeah, the dude was like, I'm honestly impressed. I'm going to hang this up on the wall. <laughs> I was like, we'll go back and see that. And be like, bro, it's not that exciting of a story, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, I remember, I feel like I still have the visual of my head of seeing you like turning yourself. So you, <laughs> dude, the back of it the straight back just popped me in the head. In the head. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. After that, I, I wanted to chase the 100 foot wave. It's, I mean, uh, if you do it, man, I'll, I'll hop on a jet ski and, and take you out there, man. Oh, you guys, my crew, I need you. Dude, uh, my uncle owns two jet skis. I'm not going to pull you out there because I'm a little bitch. <laughs> Fig, you can take one. There is a, out there, man. His wife is on the on the shore with binoculars and a walkie-talkie helping him. So we oh, need I can a do spotter, that. dude. We need a spotter. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll be the binocular guy all day. <laughs> I'll be the binocular guy for sure. No, no doubt. That's a hard job. Dave, you got to drive the second jet ski and then Steve will be on the back as the cameraman, dude. Hey. <laughs> oh. It kind of reminds yeah. me of a uh, similar to the jet ski guy is when they're dudes or girls too as well, like just mobbing down like huge hills, like longboarding. You're like, oh, dude, that guy just mobbed down that big hill. But it's like there's also another guy mobbing with him too with a camera oh yeah getting beautiful shots too as well so it's like give it up to that guy too as well oh yeah dude. i didn't even think about that just when you talked about bombing like a hill man it just gave me such a like chill down my spine thinking of even attempting of like going hard on a hill at this age in my <laughs> life <laughs> i could honestly say I, I love longboarding like you're by the beach or we've gone camping before and you're you know around the campsite longboarding it's it's fun but then you go with some of our friends who would mob down these big hills and you're like, I'm not a bitch. I can do this. And the entire time just feeling so anxious. You're like, I don't, yeah. I don't enjoy doing this, but again, it's a cool story. After you do it, you go hang out with people and you're like, Oh, we just hit this hill, you know? And you're like, you did that hill. You're like, yeah, I did it. <laughs> you're so confident in the beginning and you start going and you're like, yeah, yeah, I'm getting this. And by the time you get going, there is no break. Like you, you're like, you what have I done? <laughs> you got to ride it out or eat massive shit. So oh. <laughs> yes. the speed wobbles are the most scariest thing ever. People say you just got to, you got to carve it out, man. You got to just, just ride it out. Well, if you get the wobbles, don't try to jump off because you're for sure going to eat shit if you jump yeah. off. Oh, yeah. You'll get like two steps and then face plant. Aim Man. for a bush. <laughs> Aim for Dude, the I remember. <laughs> Aim for the bush. We, in, instead of like using the skill of actual carving, we just tightened our trucks up as tight as they could go. So we wouldn't get speed wobbles. <laughs> Essentially, you're just like losing down a hill. Mm -hmm. going yeah, so you're just making yourself fast. go faster at that point. <laughs> you have to do that like <laughs> yeah. side swipe thing that they do. Like, <laughs> yeah, Great times. Yeah. Hey, wish, wish we could do it again, man. Yeah. Hey, uh, we all live though, right? We're here. We're yeah, here I'll completely. Tell the story. Live to live to do another pod. We got everything. Ew. Everything attached. All right, my friends. On that note, I think another great episode of Things You Dig. Until next time, later days, my friends. Deuces out, my friends. Dig y'all. See you next week. Thanks for um, stopping by.